Proteus, are you tired of throwing away your hard-earned money on supplements designed to maximize profit? Definitely am. Alphabolics started for two reasons. First, to give a man everything he needs in one place, from fitness to fashion. Their goal is basically to help you become a better, bigger, stronger, faster you, like Morgan DeCastro did this past weekend. Alphabolics oh, yeah. could be different, Proteus, from sourcing individual ingredients Pre and post production testing for quality and purity. Test Reaper does a couple things different. First off, it's lab tested, no post cycle needed, FDA regulated facilities, increased strength, enhanced performance, proven ingredients, and oh, by the way, Proteus, made in the USA. This is why Alphabolics chose to be different. Use Alphabolics. Use promo code UNSTOPPABLE20, Proteus. That's UNSTOPPABLE20, one word, for 20% off your order. Now the show. Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Yeah, okay. You got a line. What are you doing? Thank you, dummies. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of AMP Radio, brought to you as ever by the AMP Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here tonight to do hashtag smack my picks up for UFC Fight Night 161, also known as hashtag UFC Tampa. My name is Proteus. I am coming at you live and direct from the international studios of AMP Radio. That's right, the mean streets of Brantford, Ontario. I'm also joined by the big boss man himself. That's right, the original gangsters are going at it tonight. We have no Pammy. Pammy is on vacation, having a good time with her family. And Marco was unreachable this evening. He thinks, I think, DJ Tony, that he is focused on Joanna's two new friends a little too much uh, and maybe (laughs) the weight cut controversy anyways let's go ahead and get into this one ladies and gentlemen of course as I mentioned UFC Fight Night 161 will be coming to us live and direct on October 12 2019 at the Emily Arena in Tampa Florida That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be going deep into the heart of the Everglades for this one. Well, probably not, but anyways, I digress. Uh, As you heard, ladies and gentlemen, I have the big boss man on the line with me. So let's go ahead and get into this one. DJ Tony, go ahead and drop your music. It's Tony time, bitches. Proteus, we are Sam, the beautiful Pam, and Sam, the beautiful Marco, but it's us, the original gangsters, minus one, of course, but the, the original OGs, Proteus, you and I. That's right. Yeah, back to uh, the good old days, uh, just the two guys talking about MMA, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, hello, there it is. Uh, We'll get into uh, this card, of course, coming up this weekend. But, of course, DJ Tony, there's a lot going on in the world of MMA this week. Uh, We've got the PFL starting back up again. Of course, we've got one championship. And, of course, 
the one and only Misha Tate stopping traffic over there in Singapore, as you mentioned earlier on on the Twitterverse. Uh, um, yeah, man. And uh, of Bellator throwing three cards at us this weekend, guys, just in case you uh, were bored. Not only uh, did they have a Bellator kickboxing event going on, but they've got the European series. And then, of course, uh, they have Bellator 230 coming at us. So, guys, if you're a shit-eating wild man for MMA, there's plenty going on this week. DJ Tony, let's go ahead and get into what we need to get into. UFC Fight Night 161. Let's go ahead and give our picks on this one. We start in the main event if it does end up going down. Uh, DJ Tony, to the women's strawweight division we go. Uh, JJ, as I mentioned, is a top former champion uh, against uh, the Karate Hottie. Let me get you their, their stats, DJ Tony, real quick. Of course, uh, Joanna coming at us at number five, ranked in the division 15-3-0 against the Karate Hottie herself, Michelle Watterson. 17, 6, and oh. DJ Tony, I throw directly to you in the main event here, brother. Uh, what do you got in the smoke show that is the main event? Proteus, I can give you their stats right now. Hottie Hottie 2 by 4 versus the new uh, <laughs> twins in the UFC. Here's the tough part. I wonder how how motivated Joanna is. And I'm not joking, not about the cutting of the weight, because she's had issues in terms of, of, of weight cutting before. Right. Um, she's always obtained, she's always been able to do it, but it's been an issue because she's not a small girl. She's like 5'7", right, to be able to cut at, at 115, a straw weight. Um, Michelle Watterson is not as tall, but certainly, uh, gosh, Five there's three, a lot yeah. of special things yeah, <laughs> going on with uh, Michelle Watterson. Here's the tough part. As motivated as I see Michelle Watterson, and I see her extremely motivated, obviously very, very likable. Tough part is she's 33 years old, right? And, and I wonder when father time hits us all, right? She's still young enough, obviously, but she is 33 years old. She's a mother, has won three straight. But before that, struggled a little early in the UFC, right? I mean, she beat Angela Magana. Heck, you and I beat Angela Magana, and, of course, that didn't happen because she would kick both of our asses. But she did beat PVZ. Probably not the two most seasoned fighters, right, in the UFC. Lost to Rose, lost to Tisha. Beat Courtney Casey, who's very tall. Uh, beat Felice Harry. Uh, beat Carolina Kovalkiewicz, who is a good striker. And the problem is Joanna's a different level of striker. So assuming this fight takes place, assuming Joanna can make weight, I see Joanna doing it via the only way she knows now is via decision um, going obviously all five <laughs> rounds. Um, obviously three. No, main event, it will be five. Um, Watterson, yep. I think, can finish the fight more than Joanna can. I just don't think she's big enough and, and advanced enough of a striker, believe it or not. So I'm going with JJ, uh, decisionator. Yeah, okay. And uh, it, let's be honest. Like We've come a long way. DJ Tony from um, the the Joanna that was the champion, you know, that had, uh, you know, gone on that long winning streak to become the champion and, you know, was the, the you know, the scary um, person in the weigh-ins, uh, you know, back in the day when we were wearing those coveralls or the, you know, you know, where you pin up the one side, what do they call those? Remember back in the eighties when we used to wear them? What are they called? 
overalls. The overalls? Overalls. The overalls. That's right. Overalls. You remember back in the day the when she was wearing the overalls? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was. I I remember wearing them in the early, in the late '80s as well. So I, my apologies. Um, but let's go. Let's go back to it, man. I mean, uh, JJ's not the same fighter, like you said. Maybe she's not uh, as interested in fighting as she used to be. You know, she's got her, like I mentioned at the top, her two new friends. Uh, and you mentioned Paige Van Zant as well, who also is working with uh, two new friends as well. So. And just just in case DJ Tony, JJ does not make this fight, Paige Van Zandt has said that she'd be more than happy uh, to take on Watterson in December. Uh, oh, so listen, December guys. The 14th, I, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, on. exactly. I mean, like if we're gonna if we're gonna uh, do this fight again, maybe we let JJ just you know fight on the 14th as well. I don't know. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if Joanna, she just sent out a tweet actually at the time of recording this um, that she's, the weight cut's going fine. I don't know why Joanna is still fighting DJ Tony at 115. Um, Maybe it's because Shevchenko has her number and she knows she can't uh, win a title against Shevchenko, but I really do think that Joanna, as you mentioned, um, at 5'6", I believe is what the UFC has her listed as. DJ Tony uh, is, you know, probably growing out of this weight class, and I would like to probably see her move up. Um, I'm going to take the karate hottie. I know this one is going to be hard for for Watterson to win because, yeah, I agree. Yes, I agree. Um, I know this one's going to be hard, tough for Watterson to win because if she stays on the feet with uh, Yin Jacek, she's probably going to get uh, kickboxed to hell. Um, but I think Watterson is on a nice run right now. I think she's in her peak, even though you say that she's, uh, you know, maybe later on in her career, DJ Tony, I think that Watterson looking real tough right now. And of course, uh, if you go to her uh, Twitter page, you can see her, uh, throwing some nice wheel kicks, poster and endless. So I'm going to take Watterson, uh, DJ Tony. I, I, I think that I'm going to probably take her by decision as well because uh, I think this is going to be a hard-fought fight, guys, in the uh, women's strawweight division. Okay, DJ Tony, after you've cued the music, let's go ahead and move on to the co-main event. Cue that music. To the featherweight division we go, DJ Tony. Uh, we have Cubby Sampson, also known as Cub Swanson, versus Crone Gracie, coming at us live and direct in the co-main event. Uh, and DJ Tony, you were saying to me the other day when we were doing, uh, you know, pre-fight show, uh, that you thought this card was actually better than the previous card that we had last weekend, uh, that was a pay-per-view. Uh, you going on record saying 243, not as good as this particular card. So let's go and throw here. All right, Cubs, Cubby Sampson, 25, 10, and 0 against Crone Gracie. We've got no record up for him right here on the UFC website. So I will throw to your note, DJ Tony, and bring up Crone Gracie's record at 5 and 0 on the Sure Dog, brother. I'm going to throw it right to you again because uh, why not? There's only you and I tonight. Just the two of us, we can make it if we try, just the two of us. All right, DJ Tony, so who do you got here on the uh, co-main event? You've got Cubby Sampson recovering from 
his previous record, or do you got Crone Gracie coming in here and, and getting something done, brother? What do you got? Here's the tough part, Proteus, because, and I know you always, you know what, that's a verbal tick I need to get rid of. Here's the part. Here's the thing. Yeah. Right? That's that's, <laughs> that's my usual thing, right? Here's the thing, as I'm pointing down. By the way, yeah. shout out to Alpha, Alpha Bollocks. Uh, listen, here's the thing. Cub Swanson has lost four straight. Yeah. Four straight. But has he? He got submitted by Brian Ortega. Now, I thought he was winning that fight before he got submitted by Brian Ortega, right, to be fair. Lost right. to Frankie Edgar, and that was a fair fight. Frankie Edgar won that. I don't think that was even close. But it was – it did go to the to the cards, right, to the judges. Lost yeah. to Anato uh, – uh, um, Moicano Canero, obviously a rear naked choke. So he gets submitted, loses his decision, gets submitted, loses a split decision to Shane, to Shane Burgos. No offense to Shane Burgos, yeah. but I thought Cub had it all the way, right? Um, by the way, shout the out to Killer Cub. That's a great logo, right? Um, Battle of the Palm Trees. But Cone Gracie is 5 and <laughs> Five and zero. Yeah, yeah. I always say that father time gets to us all, and I didn't mean necessarily Michelle Watterson because she's still obviously beautiful and in tremendous shape. But it does get to us all, right? Cub Swanson's thirty-five and has been in a lot of wars. Chrome Gracie's thirty-one and maybe fights once every couple years. I mean, he fought once in twenty fourteen, once in twenty fifteen, twice in twenty sixteen. And then fight for three years. He didn't fight until he beat Alex yeah. Cowboy uh, Caceres. Um, Bruce Lee. Right, Alex Caceres, sorry. But Bruce Leroy is no Cub Swanson. I think Cub Swanson gets this one. I don't know how many fights he has left in him. I think he just signed a, an extension. But I think Cub Swanson gets this one done. Um, and he better. Otherwise, that's five straight. Cub Swanson via TKO over Chrome Gracie in the second. Okay. Um, like you said, uh, GG Tony, I think that Crone Gracie's the only hope here is to get this fight to the ground. I think if you're going against a guy like Cub, uh, Cub Swanson, Cubby Sampson, as we know him affectionately, um, you're going to need to watch out for your face. And, and Cubby Sampson is not going to just fall for, uh, you know, uh, the, the BJJ tricks. You know, he's he's going to be able to see through what Crone is doing and, 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 you know, the game to try and get Cub to the ground. Uh, if this fight stays on the feet, I don't see it going any further than the first round. DJ Tony, I'm going to take uh, first round KO for Cubby Sampson uh, on this one. Um, this is a testing, you know, uh, this is a big test for Crone. And if he can get past Cub Sampson or Cubby Sampson, <laughs> Woo! Cub Swanson, <laughs> then he's he's going to be able to excel in this division, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. But I just don't think he's going to be able to get it done. I think uh, Cubby Sampson get this gets this one done all the way. DJ Tony, all right, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and move on to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. Uh, I figure that you're going to go with a particular fight, but let's go ahead and throw to you. Um, which fight on this card is your spotlight fight of the night, brother? Proteus, you know me. I never just go for the looks. 
I go for the skill, Proteus. <laughs> and when you have the skill and you have the looks of Mackenzie Dern, by the way, shout out to Mackenzie Dern. New mother. You like that, Proteus? I made a comeback on that one. Uh, for those who are live, I apologize. I don't know how the heck I ruined that one. Must have been looking at the Lauren Mueller picks. But the beautiful Mackenzie Dern will fight a very game Amanda Hibbas. Hibba, Hibba. Here's the tough part, Hibba. Brody. You're, you're going from good BJJ to excellent BJJ. You know what? Shout out to those women <laughs> with the BJJs. Um, but I don't see Mackenzie Dern doing it, Proteus. She just had a baby. She's a future star, no doubt about it. Weight's not an issue this time, but she's a new mother focusing on, on sleep and other things, taking on a you very, know what, very... You know Tony? Yeah. Let me stop you for a second. Weight's not an issue. We've had, we've had Mackenzie Dern tell all kinds of reporters that weight's not an issue. I don't know. I don't trust her. You know what, Proteus? I trust what my eyes see. And my eyes is that Mackenzie Dern has been hitting the gym. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, you know what, Proteus? I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Hang on. Let me look at those Instagram photos of Mackenzie Dern again. Never mind. Take those off. Take those off. Proteus, I, I, I'm going with Amanda Hibba simply because she doesn't have to deal with a brand-new baby, doesn't have to worry about breastfeeding, doesn't have to worry about getting sleep. Um, no, I'm, I'm serious. doesn't have those distractions that one has, right, when they have a newborn. I'm going with Absolutely. Amanda Hibbers simply because she doesn't have the distractions. Amanda Hibbers. Um, You know what? Submitting Mackenzie Dern. How about that? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What round? Let's go. Um, we'll make it second round. It'll be, it's going to be one of those surprise things. Second round submission. Early in the second, Amanda Hibbas over Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, all right. So, uh, D.A. Tony has two spotlight fights of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, I'm going to go also on the – I'm going to go to the prelims uh, with your first pick, D.J. Tony. Um, I think J.J. is, uh, you know – a pretty good fighter as well, and she's uh, looking good getting off the bus as well. But uh, going back to the prelims, I'm going to go with Pam's guy. Um, you know, I saw on the uh, interwebs uh, on the Twitterverse that uh, Pammy won a, a shirt from Nico Price uh, last week. Uh, I don't know. There was some kind of contest going on, and Pammy won it. So I'm going to go with Nico Price here, uh, DJ Tony, for my spotlight fighting the night against James Vick. Listen, guys. Nico Price versus James Vick on the main event of the prelims. Dude, this is a great fight. Um, and, and I don't know which way to go because Nico Price brings that violence, but James Vick's going to have that reach advantage, I would assume, and those legs, the, the kicks and shiza. I think I have to go with Price just uh, for Pammy. I'm going to have to go uh, by decision, though. I think this one's going to be a drag them out slobber knocker uh with two guys who like the throw down and price and vic and uh yeah this is going to be a good one guys so stay tuned for that one uh on the main event of the prelims all right gg tony um that brings us to the end of uh, uh this particular card 
which goes down on the 12th. But again, we have a bunch of Bellator, which I don't really want to get into because there's not a lot going on there, DJ Tony. But what I would like to do is go ahead and throw into the the Amp Radio Rewind. Of course, we had a great... That's right. We had a great weekend last week, weekend and USC 243. And what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm just going to give you the the highlights uh, that I saw them as. And DJ Tony, feel free to uh, chime in at any time that you would like when I, I run through uh, the highlights. Um, I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way to the top. Of course, uh, DeCastro with a huge win over uh, Tafa. Uh, big KO, which was, you know, a one-shot KO. Tafa rushed in and, and really got dropped. DJ Tony, you got any uh, comments on that particular fight? Yeah, you know what? I was actually swayed, believe it or not, by John Morgan on this one. I had Morgan DeCastro going all the way, obviously, because we saw him, right, in, in the Contender Series. And, by the way, of course, a sponsored athlete of our sponsor, Alpha Bollocks. But, um, man, that was a destruction and that was a really bad knockout so hopefully justin uh, recovers and uh makes it a go again yeah but you know what tafa rushed in and uh we'll talk about something like that a little bit later when we get the two of us as well because i thought that the two new zealanders were 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 kind of uh on tilt and uh you know uh tafa rushed in and and got caught by a, a punch that he didn't see and that's and that's a kind of a trend that we'll see later on as well in this particular card. All right, DJ Tony, let's go to move to the next event, uh, next fight on this card. Of course, uh, Lima was in there fighting, uh, and uh, I pick Lima as my uh, spotlight fight of the night. Of course, that was the only uh, point I got last week, DJ Tony. Just to be honest with you, and uh, let's 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 come clean right now, DJ Tony. Of course, this is the third week in a row that you have won. Um, the event because uh, you've been your picks have been pretty solid. Uh, let's recap. Uh, you got three points. Everybody else got one. Um, I don't want to give away what the picks were. We'll get to those uh, in a minute. But let's go back to the Lima fight because it looked like Lima was really stuck in the game plan there, DJ Tony, and 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 Jumo was kind of uh, a tough opponent that didn't go away. We saw a lot of low. Uh, calf kicks on this one, G.J. Tony, that seemed to uh, impede uh, Jimmo a little bit. But um, Jimmo just ended up coming back, in my opinion. He didn't give in. He didn't give up. And at at the end of this fight, with uh, we saw that Lima was kind of uh, just hanging back, trying not to get hit for the last 20 seconds of the fight. So uh, kudos to Jimmo for being a, a, a tough competitor in this one. Do uh, you have any uh, comments on that, that, that particular fight, G.J. Tony? I think you broke it down perfectly. I think I think Diego Lima was being Douglas Lima, right? Literally with those low kicks. I mean, <laughs> Douglas Lima's fantastic, right? No, he really is, right? Yeah. And Diego Lima is starting to come into his own, trying to starting to fight a little bit more like his brother. Um, I, I think you called it perfectly. It was all Diego Lima for the first two rounds. Last round, he kind of took yeah. it off. I think he knew he was coasting. You know what? Kudos to him for not taking chances. Um, didn't it make it exciting? No, but um, he definitely won it. Yeah, no, absolutely. He did take it down, but again, I thought that it's kind of showing that 
you know, Lima was in a particular uh, game plan and didn't really have any other answers when Luke um, Jumo was kind of trying to do something different and mixing it up. And Jumo was throwing some big power, and thankfully Lima was able to stay away from it, locking down uh, my pick. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on, DJ Tony, uh, to the heavyweight bout. Uh, we go tie of two Avasa going up against uh, Sergey Spivak, of course, the polar bear. I'm just going to call him the polar bear from now on, DJ Tony, because when I saw the tattoo on his chest, I thought it was a scary clown at first, DJ Tony. And then when they, he sat down after the first round, I saw that it was a polar bear with a cage around it somehow. Uh, great uh, nickname for this gentleman. I thought Taiju Avasa, um, whomever instructed Tai to continue to throw kicks after he got taken down repeatedly in the first round. I thought that that guy needs to get fired because that just was not working. Uh, and again, somebody who got stuck in a game plan, tied to Avasa, got stuck in a, a game plan. And he looked up at his corner one, uh, at one point in the first round when, whilst he was getting taken down. And he was like, why am I still doing this, corner? And you're still telling me to do it. No, I just thought that uh, 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 Spivak looked great. Um, Taitu Avasa kind of didn't have any answers for the uh, incredible judo game that uh, Spivak uh, was handing out. And, of course, uh, I thought at the end of uh, the second round there when they got the submission, I thought Taitu Avasa had given up a bit, uh, gave up the cage, um, because he was up, Tayavasa was up against the cage and then kind of gave up the the angle uh, for Spivak to get that choke in. Um, but the ground and pound, I thought if Spivak would have just continued with that ground and pound, DJ Tony, it would have been over anyways. Your thoughts? I think again, you nailed it, 100 percent right. It was a judo, it was a judo throw right that kept getting that judo trip that kept getting tied to Avasa right into the headlock. I, uh, yeah, exactly, right? And I tweeted that, and I also tweeted the fact that Spivak or the polar bear or shout-out. By the way, he should have gotten a, a Cub Swanson tattoo. Then we both would have known what it is instead of me <laughs> thinking it's some sort of pit bull and you thinking it's it's it the clown, Pennywise the clown. Um, here's here's the thing, though. Tied to Ivasa, for as much as I like the guy, and he's very likable, has his game really improved? Has his physique improved? Not really. I wonder how seriously he takes this because he is very talented, right? And it is extremely likable. But, you know, he was saying that he's done more cardio, that he's in better shape this time. I still saw him huffing and puffing. And listen, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'd be huffing and puffing after five seconds of being in in the walkout. But, man, he didn't look good. So, you know, shout-out to Sergey Spivak, 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 um, who the polar bear Frank, six seven? He looked huge, Proteus. So if I would have known that yeah. he was that huge, I probably still would have picked Tai Tuivasa. But you know, shout out to uh, Spivek for uh, for making it happen. Yeah, and I think that uh, what you're saying is correctly is correct because when I saw Tai Tuivasa on the embedded, they kind of were trying to show him working his ground game, and it didn't seem very convincing to me that Tai was actually you know, prepared for the kind of level uh, that Spivak was um, going to bring to him. Um, but I, I didn't mention that on last week's show, so I can't claim it. So, but that's what I was thinking. All right. So let's go ahead, DJ Tony, and move up to the co-main event. Of course, uh, Al Iaquinta against Dan Hooker. 
Of course, uh, I'm on record as saying that I did not believe that um, Dan Hooker and Israel Asani would be able to handle the pressure uh, of this particular week. Uh, and in this particular fight, DJ Tony, I was proven wrong. Um, but again, in my opinion, DJ Tony, uh, the calf kicks on display once again against wrestlers. I, all I could think of, DJ Tony, in this particular fight was I, I, there's no way a wrestler is going to have an advantage anymore. Now that uh, the strikers are being able to throw this low calf kick, it really seems to take um, the wrestlers out of their out of their game. We saw it again um, when Diego Lima was using against Luke Jimmo. Um, it was kind of a trend on this particular fight card. Uh, Ally Akinta, of course, losing the de- the decision. And DJ Tony, I thought Dan Hooker really looked good. Of course, uh, he he proved all of us wrong here. I think, yep, no, you were the only one to pick. Uh, hooker and of course you picked him by decision so I gave you all three points for that which of course got you your win Um, so let's talk about this and break it down round for round DJ Tony because I thought in round one uh, Dan Hooker really really looked great again getting those low calf kicks in in the first round made Al have to change his game Uh, let's talk about the first round in your opinion what did you think DJ Tony did you see it the same way I did all right, let me just give you this, and I, and I did see it the exact same way you did. However, two things. So first thing is, if you were literally look at two UFC 243, the way it actually played out in terms of who actually got to fight, and then look at UFC 161, right, UFC Fight Night 161, which is Joanna Champion versus Watterson. Look at the yeah. cards side by side, and you tell me which one should have been a pay-per-view. Because take right. Take I was going to bring this the, up at the end, but go ahead and get into right, it now because no, 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 we did yeah, talk what? about this. No, no, it's fine. I want you to bring it up now because you you're ready to talk about it. So bring it up now, DJ Tony. Uh, I did mention it, but go ahead and tell us well, what are your thoughts here. The only reason why I'm saying that, Proteus, is if you take away the the main event, the, the UFC one, Fight Night 161 is a better card all, all across the board. As a matter of fact, one could make an argument that Cub Swanson versus Crone Gracie or perhaps something like the Nico Price fight that you brought up versus James Vick, aren't those bigger names, right, as the co-main than than Ally Quinta versus Dan Hooker? The the thing about this fight is you you broke this fight completely right, Proteus. If you look at Ally Quinta as being a wrestler, which is what he was, I think, originally, versus what's he become – He's become a heavy-legged, front-leg, lead-leg um, Exactly. Boxer, right? He's become a striker, and you're absolutely right. When you become that striker that we've seen, whether it's the scrap, scrap pack or any one of those fighters that, use, you know, that heavy on the front leg, right? Um, if you look at anyone that has that old boxing style, those low calf kicks, Proteus, they're going to kill it every single time because they're not doing the Muay Thai stance. They're not shifting that weight back. So, of course, that front leg kick is going to, is going to get killed, and that's what happened with Al. Al, for whatever reason, has become a striker, and I think, unfortunately, Proteus, I think it's costing him. Yeah, I thought for sure in this particular fight, and I don't know if Al could have gotten to uh, Dan 
maybe in the first round if he tried to wrestle in the first round before he took a bunch of those calf kicks. Like like they were saying on the broadcast, you can probably take three or four of those. And and Al took a bunch more than three or four. Uh, and, of course, so did Luke Ajimo, uh as well. They both took a lot of heavy calf kicks. The only, pro- the only difference between Al Iaquinta and Luke Jimmo is that Jimmo did not stri- change his stance. I thought that Al Iaquinta in the second round looked a lot better. He changed his stance. He went to the southpaw stance, which, of course – I, if you're a right-handed uh, fighter or a right-handed person in general, I can't imagine how much you focus on being a southpaw at all, especially as a fighter. Maybe as a fighter, you do do that a bit more. And I thought second round for Ally Akinta, DJ Tony looked a little bit better. Um, he was able to get to Dan, uh, Dan Hooker a bit, but also reaching, like you said, maybe for a, more of a wrestling game, and he was not able to do it. DJ Tony Dan was able to keep his him uh, ally Akinta off of his legs uh, and just work uh, Dan Hooker's game. So your thoughts on the second round at all, or do you want to just wrap up second and third round? Because basically, ally Akinta looked great in the second round, looked good in the third round, but Dan really, you know, solidified uh, the fact that he was the the more superior fighter, or maybe just the the the, the rangier fighter, being able to keep that wrestling game down. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, yes, I I can answer that exactly. Actually, I can answer both of those questions for you. Number one, I'm a right hander, right? That that yeah. fight southpaw. I always have. I I I do oh, really? many many things southpaw, so I actually can um, answer that a lot. And I just did that basically. First off, it had to do with my eyesight. My eyesight was my right eye was stronger than my left, so I didn't have to worry about you know blocking uh, shots because I my, mind you, when you're a kid, you don't have a lot of head movement, so that's why I fought right-handed. And my jab, all of a sudden, my lead power hand right became my jab, so I could cause a lot of destruction for doing that. So I actually can touch base on that quite a bit. The other thing is that, that you brought up is the length. If you look at the Luke Jamo versus Diego Lima fight, not even close in terms of comparison, except in terms of this. Dan Hooker was a lot longer than I Quinta, and it yeah. showed, right? The length was there, and that's another reason why you said that Al couldn't get to, to takedowns. But I don't think Al was going for takedowns. So, um, I mean, I, I just thought it was the length, Proteus, that just bothered Al a lot, and poor game plan. Yeah, and I think I think that guys, and I'm going to touch on this on the next fight as well. I think that guys are falling in love with their striking. You know, if you're a good wrestler and you're going up against a guy who likes to strike and likes to throw kicks, you got to remember that you can catch those kicks and take them down, um, like we we did see um, in the tie to Avasa fight. You know. Ty was taken down a number of times because he was throwing kicks. Now, is he as talented uh, a kicker as, say, Dan Hooker? No. Or Israel Adesanya? No. Okay. Uh, DJ Tony, let's move on because we are swiftly running out of time. Um, Let's move to the main event. We go to the middleweight division. We go, and, of course, this was the unifying uh, title defense um, uh, for Robert Whitaker against Israel Adesanya. And, again, all, all four of us, Pam, Marco, yourself, DJ Tony, and myself, picked Bobby Knuckles. And 
We picked uh, Robert Whitaker because we thought that he would be able to mix his game up. Not only, uh, you know, would he be able to strike with Israel Adesanya, but and again, there's a, a pronunciation of an Adesanya's name that I'm not going to try to to say because we've been calling him Adesanya for a long period of time, and it's stuck in my head. So I do apologize. But I thought that Robert Whitaker and I, Marco said the same thing, DJ Tony, that you know Mar- Robert Whitaker would also be able to not only pepper in the striking, but also threaten with the takedown defense or with the takedowns that we didn't see any of that. We saw a very reminiscent fight um, to when Adesanya um, fought uh, Kelvin Gastelum, not don't call me Kevin. Um, And uh, I just thought DJ Tony that it was very, very strange fight. Let's get, let's bring you in and, and see what you thought about the, the main event. What were your thoughts? Because uh, the first the first round, DJ Tony, you know, it was back and forth, and then at the end of the first round, Robert Whitaker, Whitaker really got hit hard uh, and was on his ass and probably got saved by the bell. But anyways, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. It didn't even come out. There you go. It, there was a delay on that one. Here, he, well, let's try this again, shall we? Kevin! Thank you. All right. You know what? This actually – this fight occurred exactly how I thought it would not go. <laughs> like, literally, I didn't think this would go. I thought the nerves would get to Israel Adesanya. I thought the um, Robert, uh, Bobby Knuckles, Whitaker, the Reaper, would be cool, calm, and collected. I thought it went the other way around. I'll tell you the one thing about um, Conor McGregor that I saw. Yeah, I'm going there. The one thing that I saw about Conor McGregor is that the moment never got too large for him, right? When all the chips were on the table, when everyone slid everything all in, when the entire spotlight was on him, when the entire crowd wanted him to lose, guess what he did? He rose to the challenge, right, and competed and just absorbed all that energy. And I think that's what Adesanya did, and I don't think Robert Whitaker did that. I thought there was a considerable speed difference as well, Proteus, in terms of the striking. Um and I think, you know what, there's a lot of ring rust as well after being gone for almost two years. I think you just got to give it up to the person that, that uh, was able to live up to his potential in Israel Adesanya. He did everything that he needed to and didn't do what he did not have to do, if that makes any sense. So you just got to give it up to him. No, absolutely. It's a, definitely a great win for Adesanya. Um, I really do think, though, DJ Tony, that Whitaker did himself a disservice in this in this first meeting. And again, I do believe that these guys will see each other again. And if they don't, well, then I'll have egg on my face. But I do believe that these two guys will see each other again. And I do believe that the best way to ruin an MMA fight is to turn it into a kickboxing fight. And that's exactly what Robert Whitaker tried to do here. He tried to go uh, toe-to-toe with a very, very talented striker. Not only a striker, you know, that is long and lanky. Sorry, a a striker that is long and lanky as well. And it fights in that kind of – he kind of sits back in that karate stance, you know, like we've seen the Wonder Man do and we saw the – uh, Leota Machida do, um, you know, he, and of course, as you mentioned, also Conor McGregor. 
sits back in that karate stance. And I thought that Robert Whitaker at the post-fight press conference, CJ Tony, was kind of maybe he was banged up a lot because I, I, I didn't see it the way he saw it. I did not see Robert Whitaker having a lot of success. You know, he was pressuring, and that's kind of you know what he he should have done. But you know what he should have done as well as pressure, pressuring is he should have changed uh, changed you know levels. He should have gone and at least threatened a takedown. And that's the one thing with Israel Adesanya that I think that we we need to see is what he's like when he gets pressed on the on the on the mat for a couple of rounds. And I thought that Robert Whitaker was going to be able to do that, but I think you're right, DJ Tony, that he kind of was affected by the trash talk that Israel Adesanya was throwing out. He tried to put up a good game, you know, a game face and, and, and tell us that he wasn't affected by what Israel Adesanya was saying. But I think that he was affected in the fact that he, he thought he was doing a great job striking DJ Tony. And, and, and let's get your thoughts here. Did you think that Robert Whitaker was putting on a good striking show uh, against Israel Adesanya or, or did you just think that he was, you know, pressuring and, you know, hitting and missing i think he was doing what you need to do when you're in a fight and and then by that i mean everyone has a plan until you get hit in the face right the the famous mike tyson quote and i think that's exactly what happens and you think of it every fight you've ever been in typically you have at least if you've had some sort of training right you have an idea of what you want to do until you get hit then all of a sudden you start heavy breathing and just swinging away i think that's what happened but another thing to, to take into into note, very similar to the co-main event, Proteus, there was a considerable yeah. size difference. And I don't know if there was an eight-inch uh, reach advantage, but it was something similar to that. Izzy was a lot longer, Proteus. And you could tell the other thing that Izzy does that's different about, and good, good comparison, by the way, with McGregor, not as much with the Wonder Man and MVP, because they actually typically have their hands way down. Israel doesn't. He'll move them up and down as he needs to. And he doesn't fight the, the typical karate style, which is completely sideways, right? He's, he's more in terms of a three-quarter type of stance. Um, again, a lot like McGregor. Um, but, man, I think it was the length, Proteus. I just think the length takes a lot away from you when you don't have the speed. And I think what you saw was speed and length advantage. And again, I think being sidelined for quite some time hurt him as well. Yeah, no, I think uh, Whitaker bought into the striking game. And if you, if if we were going to tie, I'm going to tie this into the, you know, the news that's coming out of this with John Jones. But if you if you take into account what John Jones or what uh, Daniel Cormier tried to do to John Jones, Daniel Cormier all tried to change levels on John Jones, and John Jones is a good wrestler. And he was able to keep Daniel Cormier off of him and actually take Daniel Cormier down. What I'm trying to say is if Robert Whitaker would have had the, the, the mindset to, you know, take Israel Adesanya down and not try and say, Oh, we're the two best strikers in the division. No, Israel Adesanya is a much better striker than you. And it, it showed on the day. If you want to fight him again, take him down. All right, so let's move on to what's next for the uh, middleweight division. DJ Tony, of course, Paulo Casa at the event, looking like um, a mirror ball 
in the uh, front row. Um, <laughs> if we, if somebody shone some light on him, he would probably and played some techno music in the back, and he spun around. Perfect. Um, so I think this is the this is the right fight. I think we need to move on. I don't think Robert Whitaker deserves any kind of rematch at all. Um, let's move on to Paulo Costa. Correct. I disagree, Proteus. Here, and I'll tell you why I disagree. I think Paulo Costa okay. does deserve the, the chance. I really do, right? I mean, I think you're right that he deserves the same thing. I think in an ideal world, it's how do you give an immediate rematch when someone has been finished, right? And finished yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty well. I mean, convincingly. Joanna Janjacek, she got a rematch. Right. That Here's the problem, right? The problem is that JJ was dominant. She really was, and she defended right. a lot. Right. You know who defended a lot I too for, was Whitaker. He actually did when he wasn't injured. He did defend the belt. And if you look at the the timeline, right? Not the timeline, but the rankings. And for whatever it's worth, look at the UFC rankings. For whatever it's worth, it's is he number one, followed by Whitaker. Costa, Yoel, Kevin, that's a knock on Kelvin Gaspom. You know, Kelvin, Jared Cannonier, right? Um, I mean, all the, all the people that you would think, right? Uh, Weidman, Brunson, well, they Weidman dwindled, has right? A fight coming up, so. Right. But, I mean, they dwindled in that, in that division, right? He's not even in that division. Yeah, yeah, anymore, absolutely. Right? Jock Array, can't give it to her Manson, can't give it to Cannonier yet. Can't so do it. yeah, you give Probably, it to Costa, I mean, and if, if Whitaker can get one, I think you give him another chance because he did defend. But it, it's not the same division that we recall being super deep. I would like to see a Whitaker versus Cannoneer next. I think Cannoneer showed. Uh, yeah, I mean he showed me something that I I was I really enjoyed, um, and I, that would be a, a tough test for Whitaker. Uh, another big, strong guy, uh, you know, Whitaker being, as you mentioned, in this particular fight, being the smaller guy even, even as he was a champion. Um, you know, we we know he moved up in weight, and, uh, you know, I think very interesting against Kenanier. Um But let's talk about uh, Israel Asanya and, and John Jones going back and forth uh, quite recently since the fight has actually since you know Saturday night, they've been going back and forth, and I, I, people, I, I've 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 said that Israel Adesanya reminds me of John Jones in the fact that you know the way he fights, but I, I just don't think that we need to see this at all. But I I get that both guys want to keep their name in the news, and kudos to John Jones for kind of getting his name out there when he's got nothing going on right now, and I think that's what this is, DJ Tony, nothing more than a marketing tool. You know what? You're right, Proteus. And speaking of marketing, listen, if you're John Jones, you probably have heard this before. Put some meat on those bones. You probably have heard, you know what? If you turn sideways, you can't see your calves. Proteus, he might have even heard, did you skip a leg day? That's why I think John Jones should be fighting and running in chicken and legs shorts, Proteus. Because running shorts are short, Running shorts are fun. Running shorts are comfortable. Running shorts are affordable, Proteus, let alone with your with chicken legs. Chicken leg shorts, Proteus, are not only fantastic, 
for those that look like runners, i.e. John Jones and Israel Adesanya, skinny legs, but they're also comfortable. They're moisture-wickening. Most importantly, Proteus, they're our sponsor, right? And they have fantastic colors, so you can give a little bit of color to those chicken legs. So when you're on for running, Proteus, choose chicken leg shorts and use promo code AMP10 to get 10% off your order, Proteus. But Proteus, on, 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 on that same note on John Jones and Israel Adesanya, I don't, see that, I don't want to see that fight yet, Proteus. Maybe in a year, maybe when Israel puts on a little bit more weight. But John Jones is good at a lot of things, Proteus, <laughs> a lot of things. The biggest thing that he's known for is fighting with length. And, man, that man is a genius when it comes to the octagon fighting, octagon fighting. I don't think Israel should go there right now, maybe in a year or two. But, man, I think Israel should just concentrate on doing what he's doing, become a great champion, leave John Jones alone, because that's a dangerous game to play with with John Jones. Produce. Yeah, and I, I think, like you just said, Israel Asanya really has a lot to do in this division. He's just won the title. He does not need to be looking anywhere but in the middleweight division. Robert Whitaker's coming for him. He's got Paulo Costa next, probably. And, of course, I would love to see him against uh, the Cuban mis- uh, muscle crisis. That's right, Yoel Romero. He was skipped. Just remember, Israel Adesanya has not fought Yoel Romero yet, and I'd love to see that. So if Yoel is next after Paulo Costa, or if you want to throw Yoel right in there right now against Israel Adesanya, um, I think that that's an interesting style matchup. All right, DJ Tony, we are just up at uh, the end of the show. We're swiftly running out of time, as I say. Um, let's go ahead and throw to any Twitter follows uh, of the week that you have. Do you have a guilty pleasure this week? What you got, brother? Proteus, I have a few guilty pleasures, one of them being Joanna MMA's Twitter feed. Like we said, we're always looking for new members of the AMP mob, the AMP radio region. Um, so, you know what? If you're looking for new two new members, why not jump on Joanna's uh, Twitter page? You want to follow her at Joanna MMA. But you know what, Proteus, one thing that did take away a lot of this, have you seen the new Catwoman uh, show by any chance? I have not. You need to. It's actually a, a pretty good TV show. I think they've done a great job in terms of of uh, the DC universe actually trying to inherit some of that Marvel universe uh, sensation. I'll tell you, actually, you know what? You just switched my mind on one thing. First off, follow uh, Lauren Mueller. You want to follow her at Princess underscore Tiger underscore. She took away my spotlight of the beautiful Mackenzie Dern because, man, her Twitter and Instagram page is strong. But Proteus, aside from Catwoman, I'll tell you, the Joker movie, boy, have you seen it? No, I've not seen it. Uh, It does not interest me, but uh, I hear it's very good. It's very dark, Proteus. Dark, dark, dark. And I mean, uh, dark like in Natural Born Killers, dark like in the original 
uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, it's not for everyone, but uh, I, I, I'll tell you, I was uh, I was a little disturbed by it, but I did see it. Yeah, and of course, it's supposed to be a prequel to um, the um, the Batman that we had with um, uh, God. I can't remember his name anymore right now. Uh, the Australian fella that played the Joker beforehand. He's legend. Anybody? Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's a prequel to that Joker that was uh, that Heath Ledger played, and of course we, of course we know that Heath Ledger uh, did a great job uh, portraying the Joker in that movie. So uh, yeah, it's going to be dark, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it because I know it's going to be dark. Um, so my, um, it's not, it's, it, it's, it's kind of uh, it's not a guilty pleasure. It's not a Twitter follow, but. As I mentioned last week, um, I believe it was last week, I was talking about Astrum and, of course, uh, learning about the universe and the galaxy. And uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go quickly here because there's a um, a quick map. It's uh, at the iroc.asu.edu. This is well, awesome. a real time. Sorry. That was awesome, Tony. Sorry, Tony. You had me on there yeah. for a couple hours. I shared this with you last night. Yeah, it's it's basically um, a, a probe that has gone around and around and around the moon for a number of years, and you can do anything you want. You can zoom in, right, DJ Tony? You can zoom in. You can look at the moon. You can watch it rotate. Uh, it's very interesting, dudes. If you if you're into that kind of stuff at all, I recommend if you check it out. Yeah, um, it's very very user friendly. Um, okay, Gigi Tony, let's go ahead and get out of here for this tonight. Uh, follow Marco at Maldo Marco. Follow DJ Tony. It's I'm DJ Tony. Um, follow Pam at Pamdora Box. My name is Proteus. I'm on the Twitterverse and the Instagrams as well. We are uh, our show comes out on Google Play, uh, the, the Spotify, on the Blog Talk radios, on the uh, iTunes. Uh, it also goes out on the uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere. Exactly, everywhere you get all of your uh, your podcasts. Go check it out, and just like that, DJ Tony. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, and we'll see you next week for the next fight week. I don't know what it is, but we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>